The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. This is the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until uh, seven o'clock. We turn attention now uh, back to the issue of uh, RTE D Forbes. Ryan Tuberty, you name it. Who knew what and when? The question still on everybody's uh, lips. Mandy Johnson is with me, presenter of Taking Stock here in News Talk. David Davenpower, a journalist and former RT broadcaster, of course, as well, and Keith Walsh, a writer, broadcaster, and formerly uh, um, uh, of RTE Parish as well. Um, Keith, I mean, what has your reaction been following the story for the last? 25 hours I think since we learned about it Uh, I don't know I just think it's an awful mess I think you know in a way um, I don't want to be I'm not apologising for anybody but I really feel sorry for everybody involved I I feel sorry for the staff out in RTE um, and I remember doing an interview when I finished up in RTE and and I think it came across as me having sour grapes but I said look it's it's a bit toxic. I said it was. I said it's toxic in there, you know. Uh, mm. For whatever reason, there's nobody responsible. It's just become that way, and nobody seems to know how to fix it. You know, it's like this creaking ship, and they just don't have. It's like an old house, and they don't have the money to do the repairs. You know, but it's not no one's, you know, fault. It's just there. You know, it's mm. legacy, and over time. So uh, when I said that, I meant it in a good spirit because I have friends who work in there, and you know, you want them to be working in a place that is, you know, good for your well-being and for you know all that kind of stuff. And it just seems like uh, everybody involved, it, it's just not good. And obviously, the staff, the day-to-day staff who go in and do the day-to-day work, are sort of you know feeling uh, that they're being sort of tarred with the same brush as well. And and that's kind of like that's that's difficult because you've no, you know, you've no, you've no. You can't really feel sorry for yourself, you know. It's not you in the middle of it. You're not, yeah. you know, you're not, the, you're not Ryan, or you're not whatever. You're, you know, you're just a guy work doing his job, you know, and probably not getting paid enough. Uh, yeah, and and actually on that very final point, I mean, do you suspect there might be a bit of I wouldn't say bitterness, but or begrudgery, but uh, a bit of ill feeling, and not maybe personally towards Ryan, but just that you know, pay cuts were imposed on so many people, and there was a sense of kind of solidarity in it all, and. You know, Ryan, and I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely. I said right at the outset, I'm not having a go at the man. I've never met him, but I think he's great at his job. But like he did say, and he's on record as saying, you know, I haven't been found wanting in the past when it comes to pay cuts, and I won't be found wanting again. Mm. He said, you know, back in 2019, and then it turns out the pay cut wasn't what was advertised. Yeah, you know, those on lower wages, you'd imagine looking at that. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, I feel like I was there at the time, and it was like, look, it was really tough, and it was really hard in the in the just to be there, and you know, everybody in, at that time must have been thinking, you know, there was people taking redundancy, and there's people leaving, and people losing friends, and you know, it was, it was it was a kind of a mad time and a difficult time because then you still have to go on and do, you know, be the be, sit outside the window and do the radio and and you know, do your research and ring politicians and all that kind of stuff and just keep it going. Um, so. I just think that, can I say this without trying to sound like I'm sticking up for him? But I think that Ryan, I do kind of feel sorry for him. I think he trusted everybody around him, right? So Mm. he trusted everybody around him. And they hadn't seen him wrong up to this point. So why wouldn't he? Because everything he did, you know, he had the Midas touch. Everything he touched turned to gold, okay? So all along, all his advisors, the people around him said the right things. and, And he followed them. He did the right things. And he did the same thing possibly with money without actually knowing exactly what was going on. Well, he certainly, I would imagine, did the same thing yesterday with that uh, statement that was released because that was uh, ill-informed and it was badly timed and badly worded and it raised an awful lot of questions and it didn't seem to answer any. Could, uh, yeah. could I just say what he should have said? Yeah. Because, I mean, it was it was the worst thing he could have possibly said because he almost said, like, this has nothing to do with me. Uh, look over there. 
RTE people with their, you know, you know, you mm-hmm. just imagine people in an office trying to add up, you know, Ryan's wages, you know, just look over there. And somebody advised him to say that. And he trusted that person, whoever advised him to say that. What he should have said was, look, this looks bad. I'm not really sure. I'm not like all over the money thing. And I should be. And I hold my hands up and I apologize. And I am going to do whatever I have to do to make this better for, you know, and make amends. And that's what I'm going to do. Just give me time and I'll come back and I'll talk to you. That's it. Uh, David Davenpower, I mentioned, is with us uh, as well. David, and I'm sure you, uh, like Keith, in touch with you know former colleagues and, and, and current friends still in, in, in RTE. How would you describe the mood amongst those you're speaking to? Oh, I think uh, seething anger and uh, a slightly dep- depressed atmosphere would characterise it. Um, I mean, this is the greatest crisis of confidence in 50 years to hit RTE in 1972. The RTE authority was sacked in the political row then. Uh, more recently, we had the Father Reynolds affair, uh, which uh, led to a significant d- downturn in morale across the organization. But this is different. This is, if you will, the, you could argue, as somebody did to me today, that the Father Reynolds affair was a mistake, uh, albeit a very serious and egregious one by RTE bosses. But it was just that, a bad mistake. Uh, this, uh, it would appear, is a willful act of concealment by uh, the top brass in RTE uh, involving the most sensitive piece of information in the eyes of the public, the salaries of the top 10 earners. I mean, this is absolutely seismic. And it, 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 there's a lot of calls for accountability from people in Leinster House. But in, in, in a situation this serious, I don't think accountability means uh, just suspending a director general with two weeks to go in her contract. Mm. I think there'll be heads on plates before this is over. Uh, in terms of transparency as well, David, I'm conscious we're, we're 25, 26 hours, so say, into this, into this cycle. And the only thing that has happened, the only thing we've learned is that D Forbes, the outgoing director general, has been suspended since Wednesday. But even that in itself raises other questions because we and other media organisations tried to get a statement from her yesterday and we were told by RTE that she is on leave but is contactable. And now we're told, well, actually she was suspended since Wednesday. So what we were told yesterday was not true. So even the, the one thing they seem to have done isn't that transparent, doesn't make sense. Well, I think you've got to uh, uh, bear in mind that everybody is lawyered up here and there are potentially high stakes for people's reputations and future careers. Uh, so I, I would imagine there was a great deal of debate about the implications of making public uh, the act of suspension, and that uh, ultimately Orti decided uh, it, the best course of action was to go public with it, albeit belatedly. But there's the, the threat of litigation in the air here. Make, make no mistake about it. Uh, D Forbes, I suppose, has to make a judgment call. I mean, does she go down to the four courts uh, with just a fortnight left in her contract? Or just uh, does she try to take another route? Uh, but the consequences for her are obviously very, very serious indeed. Uh, Mandy Johnson, I mentioned as well, the presenter of Taking Stock here in News Talk, is on the line. Mandy, in terms of kind of failures of corporate governance, is, is there something we could compare this to? Well, look, there's no doubt about it. This is a cataclysmic uh, corporate crisis for RTE and having seemingly stumbled upon the crisis, it has shown no evidence that it's capable of handling and managing the crisis in any sort of comprehensive way. 
I think right now they're tangled up in a media maelstrom. And as David has alluded to there, everyone's lawyered up and personal reputations are at stake. But next week, they're going to be tangled up in a much more difficult and complex political whirlwind of ministerial meetings, committee hearings, accusations and dull questions, because ultimately the relationship between government and RTE is a is a difficult one. Um, but it is one that, you know, the government are responsible for a large amount of RTE's funding. And so it has to hold government to account and it has to be seen to be holding RTE to account and RTE are responsible for holding government to account. And they have done that uh, very assiduously over the years. But now uh, they will be asked to be held up to the same standards that they have applied to everybody else. And that's not going to be easy for them. You know, they have until Monday to for their meeting with the minister and minister Catherine Martin. And in one sense, that's good because it gives them a few more days to kind of get their stories aligned and present uh, the facts as they have them. In another way, it is creating another problem for them because there's a huge vacuum there now and it's called the media and the Sunday newspapers will be trawling around for more. And there may be new revelations over the course of the next couple of days. And if there isn't, the vacuum will be filled by speculation. So one way or another, they have to corporately get their arms around the problem now. And I think the big question for me, and it's the thing that is sadly lacking today, is what next and where is the ownership for how they move forward? Who owns the corporate governance perspective, for example? Who owns the internal explanations effort? And who owns the internal communications for those existing staff that Keith spoke about earlier who are so demoralised by it? And you've heard in the words of M.O. Kelly, how vociferous their feelings were today at that NUJ meeting. Mm. It's a very sad day for those staff, I agree, but there will be very little sympathy for the executive and the way that RT have managed this. Yeah, well, M.O. Kelly is going to be joining us shortly uh, after five o'clock. Uh, Keith, as somebody who still would have you know, friends and colleagues in the organisation, I mean, how do you hope it plays out over the next few days, you know, in the midst of that maelstrom that Mandy describes? Well, I really hope that they root out the problems because the problems, what happens in an organisation like RTE is people like, you know, D has been suspended, you know, whatever. That's a, you know, I don't know, sacrificial lamb, whatever. Where's the problem? Who created the problem and who hasn't sorted out the problem? And whose job is it? Because the book doesn't seem to stop with anybody in RTE. And you're talking about them coming together and dealing with that. D's not there. Who's going to who's going to take charge? Who's going to like who's going to bring everybody together? All the fiefdoms together to you know rally everybody for the good of the kingdom. I don't know. You'd have to be like some sort of I don't know wh- who they'll get for that. Some Someone from the UN or something, because they're just not together and they don't think they're going to work together and it's going to be difficult. But I hope the best outcome for all the staff. Well, uh, Kevin Backhurst is uh, taking over from D Forbes in the near future. And if he thought he had a tough job before, he certainly has. Now, we've just got a statement in uh, from Ryan Tuberty. Further to my statement yesterday, I wish to respond to issues in the last 24 hours arising from RTE's accounting treatment and publications made to me. RTE's accounting treatment and publication of payments made to me contain serious errors. While I have no responsibility for the corporate governance in RTE or how they publish their accounts, when my earnings were published, I should have asked questions at the time and sought answers as to the circumstances which resulted in incorrect figures being published. I didn't, and I bear responsibility for my failure to do so. For this, I apologise 
unreservedly. For the avoidance of doubt, all my earnings from RTE have at all times been included in my company's accounts and were prepared by my accountant and filed with the company's registration office and all my taxes are up to date, my filed accounts, with details of these earnings have previously been reported on the media. At the centre of all this is trust, the trust of colleagues in RTE and the trust of a great many people who listen to my show. To them, I wholeheartedly apologise for my error of judgment. Separately, it has been reported that I did not take a pay cut over the last summer, number of years. This is simply not true. Over the period of my contract with RTE, I have been asked to take several reductions in salary. I did, indeed, between 2012 and today, my pay from RTE was cut by approximately 40%. I also wish to respond to suggestions that this issue had some bearing on my decision to step down from hosting the Late Late Show. It did not. Finally, I'm disappointed that RTE has decided that for editorial reasons I should not broadcast my radio show next week. I look forward to returning to the radio show, a job I love, as soon as possible, and I hope my listeners and my colleagues appreciate my sincerity on that. So that has just come in from uh, Ryan Tuberty uh, in just the last few uh, minutes, um, and I think people will welcome uh, some clarity. We said there were questions that Ryan had to answer. We knew that, uh, or rather we had a question as to whether he knew how much he was being paid. Uh, that was not clear from the statement he made yesterday. It is quite clear he did know how much he was being paid. He accepts that. And he accepts that every year when those figures were published and they got talked about in the media, in newspapers and on radio and on television and at kitchen tables up and down this country, he knew the figures were wrong. They were the wrong figures and he accepts he should have done something to correct them. I suggest he should have also done something to correct the Director General when she went before a Public Accounts Committee as recently as last year to say that all the top earners had taken a 15% pay cut. That doesn't look to be true. And I know Ryan talks about having taken a massive pay cut since 2012. He does skate over in this up-to-date statement the nature of the pay cut he took in 2019. It was meant to have been 15%. It looks like it was about 5%. We don't have clarity on how accurate that is from Ryan's uh, point of view. So that is a question I would still ask of him. Remember, he did say at the time, he's on the record as saying that I have been asked to take a pay cut in the past and I haven't been found wanting and I won't be found wanting in this instance. And he let it be reported that it was 15%. I'm not sure if that statement clarifies that entirely. David Power is still with us. David, I know you were listening to that statement. What is your reaction to it? Well, I'll tell you what jumped out uh, from the statement uh, at me. The fact that he isn't presenting his programme next week, um, I think it's going to be very, very hard for Ryan to get back on air with that programme. It's clear what's going to happen now is the incoming Director General, uh, Kevin Backhurst, is defaulting Interpreter's future, and that's as it should be. Um, So I think a very, a a very significant question mark hangs over Ryan Interpreter's future with RTE. His he's obviously not being allowed back on air pro tem. Intriguingly, it's interesting to note that Kevin Backhurst, when he was appointed head of news, his main task was to restore morale in the news division following the. Uh, Father Reynolds' affair, the court case that Orty had so disastrously lost. It's interesting to note that that will be his primary um, uh, task seven years later, again, to restore morale across the entire station after this debacle. Uh, He'll have his hands full, but in in another sense, I suppose, the fact that this story has broken before he took up his duties means that, to some extent, not completely, of course, but to some extent, the slate will have been wiped clean. But I think it will fall to him to make the ultimate decision about Ryan Tuberty's future. 
Keith, I know you were listening to Sorry, that statement too. Just, yeah. I just think, like, once again, there's many, many, many very well-paid people in RTE who are paid well to do a good job and they made a mistake. RTE made a mistake here, right? Ryan Tubbery will be the face of this mistake and he's the one where t- people talking about whether he'll get a show back or not. He... Like, did he make a mistake? He made a mistake by not knowing enough about his own accounts. But there's lots of people that p- will probably carry on getting paid lots of money within RTE and won't suffer the consequences because of what has happened. Yeah, listen, as we said at the outset, uh, uh, the, 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 those questions are still uh, outstanding. Many of them, Ryan has answered some of them, uh, not necessarily all, uh, but the broader questions and, and key touches on this. Who exactly knew what and when? We heard from the board earlier today, Maya Doherty, they didn't know about this. They should have known and they didn't know about it. Who are the people at senior levels in RTE who were close enough to the board and knew about this deal and were aware the board didn't know about it and made the decision not to tell them and let them continue to effectively run the organisation or chair the organisation in absolute ignorance. Uh, just breaking the last couple of minutes, a meeting between the media minister Catherine Martin and the chair of the board of RTE has been moved up to tomorrow. So that gives people a sense of how quickly uh, this is all uh, moving. Uh, David Davenpower, thank you for joining us. Uh, Keith Walsh, thanks a million for coming into the studio as well. And Mandy Johnson, a presenter of Taking Stock here on News Talk. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.